everybody. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And today we're going to talk about a movie that sucked. 100% sucked. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, let's just get on with it. Let's get this yeah. started. Uh, the movie was called The Block Island Sound. Uh, it was a independent film uh, from what we, we could see. At least no uh, production company would put their name on it. Yeah, there was... Uh, <clears throat> There was really no actors involved that I recognized yeah. from elsewhere. There was no uh, talent it anywhere. Was, it was made by the McGainis brothers. Here's a funny thing. I did look them up to see what those McGainis boys have been up to. <laughs> and apparently they've done some okay stuff. I haven't seen Cobra Kai, but they worked huh. on Cobra Kai. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> Go so, on. every bad part of Cobra Kai, I'm just going to say, is probably the McGainis <laughs> brothers. Oh, that was a McGainis scene if I've ever seen one. The scene where absolutely nothing happened and uh, it was just all B-roll, that was the McGainis brothers. Yeah, it's, uh, so the the movie is... It's... Where do we begin? All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's about this a doddering old dad that every once in a while will stop what he's doing and just stare at things mm -hmm. with, with his mouth open. And he looks like an one of those angler fish, uh, you know that fish with the little dangly uh, uh, light at the yeah. end. Yeah, one of those things. And uh, Actually, he, I, I thought he kind of looked like one of the characters from Guess Who, you know, one uh, of the big bushy <clears throat> beard but like bald head. And uh, we actually we kept on ragging on this guy mercilessly. Yeah, he kind of felt like, bad at the end. Yeah, I, I didn't feel proud of what I was doing because he was also greasy, and we said that's why all the fish were <laughs> dead in the water. But anyway, You're this getting guy, ahead of yourself. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, this guy cacks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because you know everyone thinks he Mr. Magoo his way out into the middle of the ocean and you know fell off and uh, you know drowned and, and in the middle of like a fugue state or a drunken yeah. state. So he. Uh, yeah, they they have a funeral, and uh, you know, all of a sudden the uh, you know, after the funeral the the son son uh, starts having the same symptoms, and uh, you know, meanwhile his, his sisters are there, uh, and uh, their daughter and uh, his niece as well, and. The movie pretty much is just... That's it. Yeah, about him going to the ocean and him not going to the ocean. Like, he's feeding uh, different things to the spot in the ocean. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be some spoilers here, like always. Yeah. I don't think you care. Don't go see that. Don't see this movie at all. Don't even watch it on Netflix. I agree. I, I'm not going to lie. We had a, I had a good time watching this don't movie. Don't get me wrong. We had a good time yeah. riffing this movie, but, yeah. uh, but even we had our limits. Well, um, you you had your limits. You hated every B roll, uh, every B roll scene. Stupid. That... It was like they would go from uh, they would go from one B roll shot of the the yeah. beach to another B roll shot of a cabin to another B roll shot of a clock, and then they do this. Then they start the scene, and it was stupid. Yeah. It was stupid. And hey, from what I, what I'm seeing is that this is a a popular way uh, to transition scenes in. Uh, in, in a lot of independent films, is, is just show a, a series of tenuously related uh, B-roll shots. It's cheap. It is. Yeah, it's a cheap way to fill it, time. It, it's cheaper than actually driving the plot. And that's kind of like the big thing, is this movie didn't really have much of a plot. It was just <clears throat> guy, you know, old dad just kind of wanders around aimlessly. He sleepwalks everywhere, then he dies. Then son yeah. sleepwalks everywhere. And then he dies, and that's the movie. That's yeah. your lot. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, <clears throat> uh, the spoiler being is that. Oh, are you it, ready for this? Yeah, it, it seems like uh, he goes out into the ocean to, to feed uh, whatever, and y you think he's gonna drop whatever he brings into the ocean uh, because that's where he was initially abducted, but. No, he's on the boat, and then everything starts floating, even him, up into the sky. Aliens. And That's the twist. It, it's implied it's aliens, but we don't see Alien 1. Yeah, we just see we just yeah. see people floating. Yeah. And uh, so it could just be Pennywise. It could be. Um, and then they just kind or, of drop him back in. Or, or the fizzy, fizzy cola from... Uh, <laughs> from Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. So, like... Basically, it's heavily implied that aliens are fishing yeah. for humans. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the, you know, that, that's kind of the writer's room moment that I got, like, you know, just a couple, you know, the McGainis brothers in a, 
you know, in a shitty uh, apartment. Like, what if, what if it was, what would happen uh-huh. if people were the ones being fished? You mean like aliens fishing for people, uh, man? It, it doesn't matter. They just go up into it's the fucking sky. aliens. That's fucking like, crazy. They, they, the guy goes and gets the dog. And he goes in his boat, and, and his he, greasy dad's there, right? His greasy dad, it's greasy. He's greasy, and he's just saying, "Dog, dog." <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. I know. And then he goes to the ocean and feeds the sky. Imagine if your dad was that greasy. Uh, he'd probably hit. that'd be terrifying. I know he'd probably be angry. Oh, come on, man! Dad <laughs> wasn't that bad. So, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of problems, and I think I wanna, I wanna start talking about. Uh, some of the things that I just didn't like about this movie, other than the obvious, uh, which is, yeah. you know... It was the just, B-roll. It was just boring. It was just a boring movie where nothing happened. Yeah. That is, and that is like the, the, the criminal sin of movies. Though, I will give this movie a one point of credit, and I can't even give it really to their favor, but... Like, me and Britain riffed the hell out of this movie the Ooh. whole time. We never ran out of stuff to make fun yeah. of. Oh my god. Like, uh, I, I, if... The the actors were in this room uh, while we were watching this. We'd I would a, feel bad. We I would, would have a black eye. Like uh, we we would have to issue an official an apology afterwards because we were just ripping on them. We were ripping on like the yeah. dumb B roll. We were making dumb fish jokes. <laughs> like we had so many jokes in this movie that we just kept on going. But you know, don't let us don't let that sway. It was a bad movie. Like, like unless you can you you can prep yourself. Uh, for for a rough situation like that, it's it's definitely not worth your time. So um, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about what makes right. this movie um, so bad. And I'll start with uh, another trend that we're seeing a lot in movies, especially independent movies yeah. uh, nowadays, which is none of the characters like each other. It seems yeah. like I'm. I know that you know for good dramatic moments, you do have to establish some kind of tension. Uh, between people and sometimes um, yeah, people, characters who who are at odds actually bring about good moments. I'll give you a very brief example, uh-huh. but um, and this is my geek side showing. But uh, in the Harry Potter books, um, there's a character called Snape, who is my favorite character, not because of his you know morality or anything like that, just because he's a dick to a 10 year old kid and that is just fucking hilarious to me like man this guy's a real fucking asshole and he never changes throughout the movie or throughout the books like he's always an asshole to this fucking 10 year old kid for no fucking well for a reason but it's a stupid reason so anyway in like book five like yeah. harry needs training to keep you know the dark lord out of his head and satan so, well one of them and so there's they, more than one satan yeah, there's Satan. Hey. There's Mister Satan. There's Lucifer. There's um, uh, there's Gary Sinise. There's lots of them. <laughs> Gary, I don't know. I like Gary Sinise. He's a great guy. He's an upstanding. He really gentleman. is. He's like <laughs> one of the best act, best actors and people that we yeah, have yeah, in like, this world. Like, like the man goes to like. POWs and like yeah, he, I'm gonna take your family on vacation. Yeah, he's, he's oh, thank you, Mr. Lucifer. <laughs> he's a real good guy, but here's the thing: Satan is mighty attractive. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, don't let that tempt you. But anyway, uh, um, so yeah, like they Harry has to learn these lessons to keep you know like the guy out of his head. All right. And there's only one person who can teach him that, and it's of course Snape. And yeah. it's like, okay, they've established for four movies that these characters don't get along, and so it's actually a really neat moment to see these guys like actually have to grit their teeth and work together and try to learn from one another. All right. So that's a neat example of characters not liking each other utilized well. But the difference was everybody else pretty much got along in those books. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like every single character hated each other, and that in this movie, that's basically what's going on. Every character is just miserable yeah. to each other, and just miserable in life, and you can't say one thing without another person having a snide comment or just being an asshole. Like, the yeah, the, the movie started off pretty much with the, the main character uh, who, uh, whoa, I, I don't know Harry. his name. Was it, was it Harry? Harry. Yeah, it was Harry who it was, uh, uh, looked like, uh, I forget his name. Prince Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did look a little bit like Prince Harry. And he, he was just a sardonic piece of shit throughout the, throughout the whole movie. Like, like he never changed. Yeah. He got and, worse. 
Yeah, he significantly, especially when he was having a, uh, even after his breakdown, like, he's still like, what's the point? Like, he, he goes to the doctors because he's like, ugh, I, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody that dad was sick and having these problems. Yeah. And it's time for me to, to admit that I have a problem and go see the doctor. And uh, the doctor, like, starts doing tests and he's just an asshole to him. Yeah, it's like, alright, this, this might be an interesting character arc because yeah. he's admitting he has a problem. Like, you know, he admitted then, his, his flaw of, you know, his, his guilt of his dad. Yeah. And then he's, you know, moving on. He's seeking on. help. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the doctor, like, is this what you do to test crazy people? He was just, he was, he was a, he was a, he was a brat. He was a 10 year old child. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the, yeah, and I, I, I agree that, uh, you know, this trend where no one likes each other, uh, is, is kind of unfortunate. Like, there, there were, uh, people in the film who got along, like, there was, uh, like his third friend, not the not Dale, the conspiracy theorist, like the other guy who didn't get a name, who was pretty much Donnie from uh, Lebowski, <laughs> and uh, like he was happy to be, you know, to meet everyone. Yeah, he was happy he, to be the movie. Yeah, but like uh, you know, what you know, Harry didn't give him the time of day. Like we don't even know his name. He didn't yeah, have a name. He didn't have a name. He was just other guy. He that, was friend three. Yep. Like, and even his friend Dale, it's movie starts off with this guy Dale talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah. And he's giving him a ride home and he's going off and he's basically like, I want you to die. That, that, that's in so many words yeah. what he tells his friend. And his friend's like, You're an asshole. Yeah. And even when they're uh, like towards the end of the movie, they, you know, he, he starts to try to listen to this guy's conspiracy theories, thinking that they might be right. And even then, he's like an asshole to the guy. He's like, He's a crazy man. What am I hanging out with a crazy man for? You know, and, and at this point, I'm like, you know, you might as well. The sky might as well eat him. <laughs> I, I, he's not going to contribute anything to this world other than bitching. And then, um, you know, he has his sisters. And his sisters, while on one hand, like, I understand yeah. where they're coming from because if this guy was a constant asshole to me and making a mess every, you know, single waking moment of the yeah. day. Like, I would be kind of a dickhead to him, too, but... A dickhead to him. A dickhead to him, too. But, uh, she still... You know, they Both the sisters still come off as kind of, uh, as kind of douchey. Oh, yeah, like, they're, they're... They're douchey, too, but in, like, a passive-aggressive way. Yeah. And, you know, they, they don't really help the situation at all as much as ex exacerbate it. It's pretty much just like a triangle of of asshole. It's just an entire island of assholes. It's asshole island, and it's just like this. There's nothing of value to me yeah. in a movie that just you know, is just miserable. Now, yeah. why couldn't that island have Pompeii? <laughs> <laughs> or Mount uh, Vesuvius, rather. Let, let's compare this to right. uh, another kind of miserable movie, uh, but done differently, which was Hereditary. Hereditary right. was definitely it, a miserable movie. It, it was a miserable movie. Uh, it was a good movie. Yeah, and like the difference lies, I guess, in the fact that uh, even through the misery, like it, it still managed to be interesting. Like you know, you still, you kind of felt sorry. For yeah. some of these people, somehow, and actually, yeah, you felt sorry for the kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, you felt sorry for the uh, the mom. You felt sorry for the <laughs> poor dad. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like you felt sorry for these people, but yet you don't feel anything for the island of assholes. Yeah, and, and it, it's weird because you know both movies uh, are centered around tragedy, mm -hmm. uh, but the other one is just you know the other one is uh, you know displays legitimate. Like, it is probably. Uh, the most accurate portrayal of loss and grief and, grief and, 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 and misery. Uh, and the other one is just some bruised up old man with his <laughs> fish mouth open and uh, his asshole kids arguing. Now, uh, I, I know I bring this up a lot whenever we watch a movie of this, of this bad caliber. Yeah. And I don't know what order we're going to air these episodes in, but I am just going to say it that... This movie was actually worse than that, uh, the, the Tracker, that movie that we watched with, um... Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Like... Uh, that's tough. Don't me wrong. Both move. None of- neither of the movies were good, and this at least had a distinct advantage of at least I know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. But, <laughs> we- 
we both established, yeah, we both established we didn't know what was going on in Dolph Lundgren's case. Actually, we don't really know what's going on in either movie. Like, this movie was actually very simple, because nothing yeah. was going on. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'd say the tracker was worse, but, uh, or well, this was worse than the tracker. But, that's just my opinion. Now. Uh, it, well, both, both movies featured doddering old men walking around and staring <laughs> at things. And both featured weird conspiracy maps. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's about- that's all uh, the that connections I can make. At least there was gunshots and explosions in the Dolphin. Yeah, there were, there were. And, uh... That's my bar. No funny accents in, uh, in this movie, though. And no Dolph Lundgren- and no actors in this one, either. <laughs> well, Dolph Lundgren was the only actor in the- in the other one. Yeah, I mean, like, they couldn't even afford a Dolph Lundgren in this movie. It, no. Um, but anyway, what They couldn't afford a little girl. <laughs> They had to get the animatronic girl. Yeah, yeah. From Small Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... What would you do... I always ask this, what would you oh, do... Man. ...to make this movie less suck? Like, what, uh, oh. what, what, what steps would you take? Because like, I'm actually it, at a loss with this it, one. It has to be the same movie? It has to be the same movie, and... Um, you can't spend a lot of money to redo this, you know, like... It's not like you can, all right, I'd show the big alien spaceship with, uh, you know, all inspiring special effects. Like, they don't have that in the budget, obviously. No, obviously. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, the... Yeah, I, this was, uh... It... This is, actually, I'm stumped. I don't I have no idea how to change this movie. Huh. <laughs> I, uh... Well, first of all, I, I would cut out a lot of the unnecessary scenes, like him, like, like the the heart stopping, going to the store to grab ham yeah. <laughs> scene. Yeah, the big ham and cheese yeah. moment where he doesn't get ham or cheese, and, and the big blow up at the funeral because he didn't get the ham or cheese. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, there, there was a like there was a legitimate uh, plot point for the ham and cheese. There was a ham subplot. <laughs> in, in this film, and I, I don't think this film needed it. I think this film was complicated enough uh, to not need the ham subplot. Like I'm gonna say that uh, everything that happens in this movie could have been told in the first act. Like, well, I guess I'm now I'm adding more to the budget. So, uh, well, first off, uh, I, I wouldn't get rid of the dad. Like, I I, I would have actually. He was actually the only part of the movie that was somewhat interesting. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's because you're trying to figure out what his face is. <laughs> I, 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 like, there's something wrong with his face, but you also know that he, he doesn't look wrong. Yeah, he's a human, I yeah. guess. But <laughs> is this makeup? It, it, no. It, it looks... He, he, he is in the uncanny valley. Like, he somehow climbed out and, uh, like, and he was, but he's a person. See, I think I have- I think I have it. I think I have a okay. way that might add some dimensions and some layers to this movie without really increasing the budget too much. Okay. And actually, um, bolster their central, uh, like, idea and theme. Go- go on. So their idea is that your fish- your- the aliens are fishing for humans. Go on. Yeah. So, you know, let's think about what fishing is. Fishing is about, uh, like, you don't berate the fish into biting the hook, you tempt them with something you want. And I think that if maybe you make it more of what, a... the dad's uh, in, like, a, a thong and a... Well, you know, like, it doesn't have to be that, you know. It can be something good. You know, it can be like... <laughs> it can be like, um, like, almost like a siren song. You know, right. or something that the son really wants, or something that the dad really wants. Like, the movie starts off in the, like... The guy's mother's already dead. Yeah. Maybe the dad hears his wife and is going out, you know, to try to see if he can find her, and that's the bait huh. that the aliens are using. Huh. And then they start using the dad and the mom maybe to bait the son and everything like that. I think that might, you know, that that doesn't really cost much to do, and it actually makes it a lot more interesting to see, you know, some like it doesn't just have to be dad and mom like. The son can you can start doing some desires that the other desires that the son wants. Like uh, I'm going to improve upon it once okay. more. I'm going to say that uh, through yeah that there there's kind of a an, an urban legend that goes around that island that there's a or in that town that 
there is a hidden island uh, where all of your desires come true. Okay. And anyone who's gone out off to search for it never comes back. Hmm. And it, like, that's it, it's, it's like one of his father's obsessions. And he... Uh, but his son's like skeptical because mm -hmm. it, it's ruined the family name. Uh, the proud McAnus name. <laughs> and, uh... I, actually, I think I have a way to uh, improve on that just a little bit. Okay. Um, we can take that idea and let's run with it. Let's, you know, we stick some coal into this train and fucking move it forward. Okay. I forgot what I was gonna say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alright, so... Um... We don't know about this island at first. We don't know what the dad's doing, but this dad's searching for something. Yeah. And we know he's searching for something. It's an, an obsession for him, and the son doesn't know why. Kind of like uh, what's, uh, Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters. Something, yeah, exactly. And so the, um, so the dad's, like, you know, just searching, and the son doesn't know why, and eventually the dad goes missing. Uh -huh. And then, you know... We can do the same thing where they don't know where he is, blah, 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 and then we find a body, and it's, like, real sad. And, um... Then Dale, that conspiracy theory guy, he's yeah. the one who kind of starts pushing that, that theory, you know. Like he he unearths, like he ha has his charts on the wall of like some, uh, like some uh, Spanish like Spanish named island that yes. the, the conquistadors may be, you know you know found like, yeah. uh, Los Island Muertes of wishes, the island of fortune or something yeah. like that, and you know. At first, like he can, he can even have him mention something like tangential to that early on when he's still crazy. Yeah. And then he comes back. He's like, you know, all right, what do you know about this this island? Like, you yeah. know, I found the same coordinates in Dad's, you know, private study and everything like that. Like, the, the you know, he maybe goes through like some kind of records on the ship, and the Dad's like, you know, logging everywhere he's going to, looking for it. And then that's what the son, you know, that's what the the friend's talking about. He's talking about this. This, uh, you know, among his many conspiracies, he's talking about this island of uh -huh. fortune and wishes. And now the son is becoming obsessed to try to find this island. And now the, you know, the sisters are starting to get worried about him. And, um, of course, at the end, he does find it. But it turns out to be, again, the bait for the aliens that they want to take him away. If we're mm -hmm. going to keep that same fishing for humans kind of thing. I, if we're going to do that, we might as well change that something else. Because yeah, al it's silly. Aliens are stupid, yeah. yeah like, yeah. Maybe maybe it's just you know, a radioactive dump site. Well, okay, let's not be like you know, let's not do that. Yeah. That's kind of like I'm thinking more of um, you know, if we're gonna change things just a little bit, but we're still gonna keep that fishing idea. Yeah. Because uh, that is the central theme. Um, maybe it's like some uh, some great undersea beast. You know, we don't I have to go Cthulhu. That's too I, obvious. The, the island is actually on the back of a turtle. Yeah, exactly. It's on the back of some beast that. Uh, yeah. That that you know, and needs... that's why no one can ever really find it because you know the turtle it's moving. It's moving, and you know eventually he <clears throat> find the dad found the pattern. Yeah, and was able to find it, and then of course you know the turtle the, ate him. Yeah, the turtle lures it in with like the ideas of wishes and everything like that, and uh, you know when he gets close to it, maybe you know you do start to see things, you know, but that's kind of like the pheromones that the turtles get yeah, off. It, it has some kind of noxious uh hallucinogenic gas yeah exactly and you know it, it excretes it and then when you get close it eats it like uh basically like you know like um well not just a fishing thing but uh like you know there are types of animals or fish in the wild that kind of lure smaller animals in with uh you know with with like you know it's kind of like a, i think the angler fish yeah or and it ties the, in with the angler fish. yeah it's like the dad was yeah like his face yeah <laughs> You know, again, this is something that wouldn't be yeah. very difficult. Like, you don't even have to show the turtle, really. No. Or if you do, you can show it from, like, far away. Yeah, like, all you have to do is do a zoom out and to show, like, you never really see the full island. You only see it in, like, a, your, a profile shot. But if you do it top down, it's clear that it's a turtle shell. Yeah. And, and you could do that in Photoshop. And I, you know, I'm going to go even one better is that, um,. The, like when it zooms out and you see like you know the the you know the guy about to get eaten by the yeah. turtle like as it zooms out they kind of cut to a turtle in like a, a a sink you know with like a little tiny you know uh, pellet that the turtle's yeah, eating and it snaps and eats it yeah and it's like there you go like it doesn't matter if you clearly can see it's a sink yeah. and it's got like dishes underneath the oh, turtle it, that's what the little girl catches instead of the frog yeah hey yeah yeah, yeah hey you know something the McAnus brothers, they don't know how to write a fucking movie. Yeah. We just... <laughs> we made it better. Yeah. 
We made it go to maybe a 4.5 <laughs> on IMDb. It's what was it on IMDb? Actually, it was like a 5.0 on IMDb, which or, I think was a gro I think that it was voted on by people who had never seen the movie. <laughs> There was voted. There was two votes, and they both were McAnus brothers, and still only got a 5.0. <laughs> I like maybe maybe we were in the wrong state of mind. Yeah, maybe we gotta maybe maybe yeah. we gotta maybe we gotta do um, like maybe we gotta drink or something like that. A drink? I, I don't think drinking's enough. <laughs> I shoot some smack right in yeah, my right. eyeball. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like the uh, the uh, the crazy glue. Yeah, guys put crazy glue in his eyeball. Yeah. That uh, didn't happen, but you know, it looked like it did. It would have been a lot funnier if it was crazy glue. You know, at least then it would have been like, "All right, you're really going off the deep end with this crazy glue thing." <laughs> hey, that's stupid of you, but at least it's in character. Hey, that's interesting. I've never seen anyone crazy glue their eye before, <laughs> and I wouldn't just stop there. I would have him do other things. I'd have him put like a nail through one of his through his eye. You know, oh. like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Stop that! Uh, I'm a crazy. <laughs> You're not, you're, no. uh, maybe, I got nothing. Maybe a, maybe a nail's too much. Maybe a little yeah. thumbtack. A push pin. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just maybe other things like uh, like shoe polish. <laughs> or uh, or a marble. <laughs> like, it, it, eventually he replaces his eye with other objects. <laughs> like a uh, like a golf ball. See, I, I think that's... But uh, he draws on it with a sharpie. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's like, you know, he makes it... Everything he puts on it, he kind of tries to make it look like an eye. Yeah. One time, it's like a it's like a nine ball from uh, <laughs> from billiards. Yeah, other times, it's a... Uh, I don't know. What's another ball? A baseball. <laughs> like, but, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't quite fit in. <laughs> he's got one really big eye. <laughs> and uh, I, you're, you're all right there, Harry? Yeah, I'm fine. Eventually, I think he starts moving on to things that just aren't even around. You know, he's got like, uh... He's, he's got a parrot, and uh, he has a spyglass just sticking out. <laughs> I was gonna go with Jax, but, you know, a spyglass is kind of funny. Just, you know, all the way telescoped out. Yeah, or, exactly. Or maybe, maybe it's, uh, collapsed, but when he's trying to look in the distance, he pulls it out. Uh, I, distance? Yeah, that's fine. I think that maybe, like... It's, it's for show, of course, but... I, I think that maybe, like... It's it's a surprise thing. Like he doesn't move it with his hand, but it's like, <laughs> Harry, we found dad's dad's bloated corpse. <laughs> <laughs> what he put a party favor in his eye? Uh, oh, that's the sound effect. Oh, okay. Like, it's like I don't know if it if it does that or if that's just like a cartoon a situation. Aruga, aruga. Uh, yeah, that that would be kind of, that would be interesting. You know. I... I would watch a movie about a guy who keeps on doing weird shit like, like that. Like, if we can combine like uh, the the story we came up with uh, with these odd gags with his eye, I well, don't know what tone this movie would be. Well, here's the thing: like we always suggest, we'll do a regular version and, and then the, a farce version. Oh, the farce version! Like, uh, man, we would we would have a lot of fun. Like, we don't even have to just stick things in his eye. That's no. uh, that's stupid. Like, I imagine. Uh, throughout the movie, he becomes more and more pirate-like. <laughs> uh, you know, he, you know, his eye comes out, and he starts putting different things in it. He starts accruing different birds. Like, uh, I imagine that. Uh, I imagine he puts an eye patch over his telescopic uh, uh, <laughs> eye. Eye. Like you know, like it's and it's all the way telescoped out, telescoped, telescoped out. But he's got like really long uh, eye patch string. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and. Uh, you know, he doesn't just have a parrot on his shoulder. I imagine he's got, uh... Those dead birds? No, no. <laughs> That's funny, though. A, a seagull, and I was thinking maybe a penguin, or an owl, or something like that. A bird that, you know, pirates wouldn't usually... No, I, 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 well, I meant those dead birds that, that fell out of the sky in the movie. Yeah, no. And, uh... A like, woodpecker. I, I, or that, that pigeon he hit. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing it was decapitated. He just puts an eye patch over the stump. I think I, think I got it. It's a pelican. He's That's got a, a big bird. Yeah, no, he's got a big fucking pelican just sitting on his shoulder, and it kind of weighs him down a little bit. <laughs> so, like, one of the arm is like sloped down a little bit lower than the other ones, and, and his back is just coated. And like, <laughs> and his, he's got a peg leg, but uh, the peg leg because like 
it's on the same side of his like lower shoulder, so it's like a little bit smaller, so he's even <laughs> a lower even more because well, of it. I imagine his peg leg is- well, first off, his peg leg is a uh, dinner- dinner chair- dinner table leg. Uh, and, uh, I was thinking it was like a tripod from like a movie camera. <laughs> and that keeps collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not meant to endure that weight. And it's like every- it's not every time he steps on it, it's like every now and again, he'll boonk. Boonk. Ah, son of a- <laughs> And it's just like, it's the same side as the pelican, so yeah. it just sinks even lower. Like, well, it's every time the pelican lands on his shoulder, that's when the, uh, <laughs> the- the, uh, the clips on the tripod give out and it just folds up. He's got a- he's got a mighty hump for him. <laughs> and then he's got like, uh, he's- he's got duct tape wrapped around, like, you know, the- the- you know, the tripod so that it stays up and uh, it works sometimes, sometimes, but, you know, like, after a couple of days, that, uh, that, that duct tape's losing his adhesivity. Yeah. And so it just collapses and in, so he's gotta put more on especially it. Especially near the ocean. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So he's gotta keep on putting more on it. And he doesn't have a hook hand as much as he does, as much as he has, uh, egg beater hands. <laughs> uh, that was good. I actually had nothing. I was like, oh, what could be, what, what could we do instead of a hook? It, it was either gonna be egg beaters or a whisk. <laughs> I like a whisk a lot, actually. Yeah, it, it, he has old, you know, old whisk hand. <laughs> it really, you know, it comes up a lot in, in in what he needs to do. Look, say what you want about the man; he can make. He's a, a great chef. He can make a mean meringue. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Meringue beard. Yeah, you know, he mixes it in his pelican's uh, pelican's little stupid uh, beak. <laughs> Like, it's oh, a living. Oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> and and then it tries it. to fly away because it doesn't like things mixed in his beak. And but, he just he it bonks can't. it. <laughs> he clipped its wings just a little bit. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, and eventually, yeah, like it takes him a while to find the island because, as far as he's concerned, he's happy. Yeah, he's, he's ha got everything he wants. I, and he, uh, he actually finds his his niche. And like, like his family doesn't approve because he looks like an absolute <laughs> lunatic, you know, uh, with a with a kitchen and film equipment on his body. <laughs> but uh, you but know, you know, he's happy. Let him alone. Yeah. And I imagine that the conspiracy theory friend is the sanest person of all. Everything he says that's a conspiracy theory yeah. is one hundred percent right. And it's like it's not even a conspiracy. It's about like calculus. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. Sir Isaac Newton discovered that, uh, that, you know, there's something called gravity that affects all of us at equal, uh, eight point, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me, come here, Perchy. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotta be the straight man if he, you know, yeah. admits all the, the sea of insanity. Well, he, he has to, compared to the, this monster. <laughs> the guy, his friend is so crazy, our character is so crazy, that it turned a conspiracy theory nut into a sane, rational individual. Like, he goes back to Harvard to practice law. Like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna turn my life around. He's no longer living in a tent out by the beach. <laughs> like, he's actually got, uh, he's got, he's got a nice home that he can put equity against <laughs> so right. that he can... Like, I, I imagine the movie ends and he's in Carnegie Hall playing his violin. <laughs> and, you know, the, um... And the, uh, the... Uh, egg beater guy or uh, Mr. Whisk is uh I wanted to say he was playing something too. No, he, no, he's 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 in the rafters with a sniper rifle. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say he's in he's like Phantom of the Opera where he's in the <laughs> rafters like you know with uh, a mask over half his face and his eyes still telescopic out you know with a periscope. <laughs> it's just a a mask three you know twelve inches from his face, <laughs> like you can clearly see under the face. And his friends, the only one who sees him hiding in the shadows, lurking because he knows he's only up there to see his friend and a single tear. Rolls down his face as he's playing the violin. Like, he knows his friend is there to kill him, and this is gonna be his last show. Oh, kill him? <laughs> yeah, like, the friend's crazy. I know that. I thought that he was just there to, uh, to cheer him on. How would he be there? No, he's only gonna go- <laughs> No one goes into the rafters to cheer someone on. <laughs> you don't hide in the rafters to be like, Go, friend! Like, he wants to- He wants his friend to know that he's watching over him. You know, and enjoying his music, but he can't go into the regular crowd. He can't no. get tickets anymore. No, no, no one hides in the rafters to be a good person. <laughs> except for the only person who 
does is the homeless lady from Home Alone 2. And that's debatable whether yeah. or not she's a good person. Yeah, because I have a feeling she has a few bodies that led to that that uh that she made up her she made up her life story. Yeah. Like what happened? Why why are you homeless and living in the rafters? I fell in love once and he broke my heart. And you don't need to know the rest. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why don't you go talk to him or see him again? Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> why, why not? Listen, kid, you're asking a lot of questions, don't you think? Like, unless you want to fall down into that orchestra, you might <laughs> want to stop the, with the questions. <laughs> like, I think that the birds, uh, she befriended them because, you know, they, they ate the body. They made sure to, you know, to get rid of the evidence. Like, she knew awfully quick that, uh, what that bird seed would do. Yep, and it almost happened to Marvin Harry. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, the chemicals that they were covered in, uh, that made the it poisoned bird, the yeah, birds. Yeah, it, it, it was very toxic. <laughs> now got, the birds are just lying dead around yeah, her. Yeah, the birds are dead, but they're gonna get all kinds of cancers later in life. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> That's why they didn't come back for Home Alone 3. No. They're the tumor bandits. Yeah. <laughs> We're the chemo bandits. <laughs> it's like, guys, listen, we, uh... We're sorry. We're very, very sorry. Like, we'll... We'll make things as easy as we can for you. Uh, the, uh, the company that poisoned you said they'll settle, but, uh, you're not gonna take it with you. <laughs> Like, what are, what are you really going to do, guys? I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, if I were you, I would donate it. We will, we'll, uh, we'll put a wing in the hospital after you, the sticky wing. <laughs> the sticky wing. <laughs> oh, do you want to get sent to the sticky wing? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, you don't want to go there. They're now known as the shoelace around the neck bandits. <laughs> <laughs> That's too far. That is way too far. This is what the movie did. It was yeah, it made us dark. Made, the uh, oh, we're, we're gonna if we're gonna go down this road. Okay. The uh, they're the syringe full of air bandits. <laughs> they're the reason you can't have belts in prison anymore, bandits. They're the pillow over the face bandits. <laughs> what is this? Uh, one flew to cuckoo's nest. Oh my gosh! Now it's it's uh, Marv doing it to Harry. Marv. And then he just he he takes the uh, the toilet out and he throws it through the bars <laughs> and he escapes. He try well he tries to, but the toilet sticks to his hands and takes him with takes it with takes so him just, with it. So he's running with this toilet, just dragging yeah. behind him out, you know, to a freedom. Like the, the doctors were not able to remove that from his hand. <laughs> like that that adhesive is there indefinitely. <laughs> like you know, it was that or amputation. So there's a pillow in one hand and a toilet in the other. <laughs> Every time he has to remove it, it's like layers of skin yeah. that he doesn't get back. He, he he's almost like a, a he's almost a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> yes, he, I he's like he's like a shitty Doc Ock that like he had a, not, not an experiment. He had a, a an idea. On how to mod modify himself uh, to do better with what you know, with, with, his, with his craft, uh, but like it, something went wrong, and now it's a part of him. <laughs> like I'm, you know how a lot of uh, a lot of superheroes have villains that are like dark reflections of themselves. Yeah. Like you know, like Venom is mm. kind of a dark reflection of Superman or uh, Spider-Man. Well, this yeah. guy's another dark reflection of Spider-Man because he too can stick to walls and <laughs> <laughs> buildings. <laughs> it's just that uh, it's a little bit you know. A little bit harder. Every single time he, you know, he can move pretty quickly up and down the walls, but he leaves his handprints and bloody <laughs> handprints along the way. Like, he's screaming the entire time. <laughs> it is a living hell for him, but, you know, like, he's, he's, to him, the transportation is worth the pain. Yeah, it's, it's worth for, you know, it's worth it for what it, uh, you know, how he can, you know, what he can do with that. Like, he is, uh... And it fills him with hate. Yeah, I was gonna say, he is so dark and angry because of this that he is brutal. He is no longer just the leaving the water running guy. <laughs> like, this man hasn't pissed in years without, uh, <laughs> uh without squatting, so... <laughs> he, you know, he, he is, he's angry. So, um... And the thing is, is like, this would be a decent battle for Spider-Man, because Spider-Man punches him and his hand sticks to the guy. Yeah. 
And so Spider-Man punches him and he just goes with him. Like, you know, there's no, you know, there's no give. We are presuming that the stickiness spread to the rest of them. Yeah, of course. It's a, it is full body stickiness. Yeah, like, it was, uh, like, something went wrong. It was a combination between the, the adhesive in the hand and that somehow spread to the rest of the chemicals that covered him when, uh, uh, when Kevin McAllister dumped it all on them. Yes. I was gonna say it's like the, the, the naturally secreting oil in your in your body in your yeah. skin but no it's the chemicals from uh from what that and the bird lady threw yeah. on him yep like it, it, they're kind of lucky you know like at least terry is kind of lucky no it was marv yeah uh, marv's kind of lucky that you know he was electrocuted before uh the chemicals were dumped on him unless he you know because then he'd just be on fire <laughs> Yeah, Kevin McAllister will burned a man alive. And and the beauty of it all is that um, this movie takes place in New York. Yeah. So you could easily run into Spider-Man in here. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be a stretch for him to run into Spider-Man in this universe. Like Kevin's already gone back to Chicago. Yeah. Like Kevin's story in this is done. He, you know, we don't need Kevin anymore. Now this is Spider-Man's problem. And. Uh... I imagine Spider-Man saves Harry and Marv from this sociopathic child that's always trying to murder them. Like, that's kind of how it starts, and then it builds like this, uh... At first, Marv is, um... Marv is grateful for Spider-Man. You know, he's happy that Spider-Man saved him, and he almost yeah. wants to... He actually follows Spider-Man around trying to repay the debt somehow, and it turns into a dark obsession, and then he gets the sticky powers. Well, uh, maybe uh, maybe his obsession with Spider-Man is why he covered himself with sticky stuff. And then that led to his sticky powers, and now yeah. it's twisted into something angry and hate-filled, that his obsession with Spider-Man has caused him nothing but un controllable pain yeah and so he feels that the only way to to seek vengeance is to kill spider-man yeah and have him feel some of the pain that he feels even though it's you know not spider-man it fault. really isn't yeah. none of it is but you know i mean he's a bad guy he's a villain yeah. and this well, is he's a, crazy yeah like he he's succumbed to madness with his pain now i imagine if we're going to continue on with this is that uh there's another villain that we add in which is the bird lady. Yeah. <laughs> she can control the birds, and, uh, and, like, that's a real problem for Spider-Man if he's trying to swing around. I, I imagine she descends like an angel being carried by birds. Yep. Like, she is, uh, she is bird lady. Yeah. And, you know, whenever he tries to, like, hit her with his web balls, like, the birds just get in the way, you know? And yeah. just, you ever see that video of the pitcher throwing the baseball and the bird just explodes? Yeah. Because that is basically what he's doing with his web balls and the birds get like, in the way. I, I, I imagine it's, like, she's almost like Neo, but with birds. Like, she'll hold <laughs> up her hands and then all, this shield <laughs> of birds will form. And, like, it, it's almost like this telepathic... Uh, like a, a extension of her body, and, and the funny thing is, this like this would be a tough villain for Spider-Man because he's never had to fight someone who just can control the birds before. Like, how's he gonna fight that? I like I imagine uh, some other person, like the police, are trying to get her too because she's just wreaking havoc on New yeah. York somehow. And like one of the cops, out of desperation, tries to hit her with a cruiser, and the wall of birds forms, and he just stops her, <laughs> stops him dead. Like, I imagine that, uh, she's kind of like Mysterio in the sense that, yeah, she's got a lot of powers or, like, neat things that she can do, but yeah. one good clock, and, yeah. and that, that takes Mys care of her Mysterio? for that. Mysterio? Yeah, uh, the, uh, the guy who's got the, uh, the special effects power. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, she's more like Magneto with birds. <laughs> that works, too, but, you know, one good clock oh, takes yeah. it out of the action. Well, at, at the end of the day, she's just an old lady. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, it would be kind of like trying to fight bees, like someone who had a million bees. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you might, uh, you might, yeah, one good clock might do it, but it's going to be a while to get to that good clock mm -hmm. because you got to go through bees to do it. And yeah, yeah she's got nothing but birds. If she's yeah, got in enough, New York? Yeah. Nothing but birds. If you got enough birds to stop a car dead in its yeah. tracks, I think Spider Man's going to have a problem. Like, he can't swing around with that. Like, he's swinging, and this bird just comes by and just. Just snips his his, <laughs> his his web, and every time he tries to you know get it out, like it's just getting in the way. Like he falls, and then like that's it. He's <laughs> he's hurt, you know. And like he and he's reluctant, but he has to go. He has to go and find the only thing that can match the power of the bur of the bird lady, 
which is the Rat King. <laughs> the Rat King. Oh, now we're introducing the uh, the turtles into this. Is there a Rat? Oh wait, king? no, we're thinking. I'm thinking of Rat Master. Oh, no. yeah, it's just a guy who has the same powers as Herbo with rats, and I don't know who would be. You know, I don't know who would be more powerful because she, she, she she's got the power of flight. She does have the power of flight, but you know, he has the power of pestilence. <laughs> she's got rats with wings. Yeah, she has rats with wings, but he has the thing that brought down Europe. <laughs> That's true. Like, I imagine Spider-Man, you know, he doesn't just find the Rat King. He makes a Rat King to counter it, and, uh... Oh, that's, that's messed up. Like, he had, like... He creates he, a villain. Like, not only that, he had to, he had to get another villain to create the villain. Like, he had to team up with Doc Ock, or... To, no, no, he had to team up with, uh, uh, Harry Osborn. Okay. Uh, or, or... Or his Norman dad, Osborn, Norman yeah. Osborn and, uh, and Oscorp to make this Rat King. And it's like, it, it's something that he really hated doing, and yeah. it almost kind of pushes him into villain territory yeah. a little bit. I, I, I imagine it's, you know, in this phase of duality. Yeah. He's still, like, he's recovered from being the, uh, uh, the Green Goblin, uh, but, you know, he, he still has that, uh, that, that duality within him, and, you know, Peter Parker... He exploits yeah, it. He exploits it. And it he's makes not really a good person. Yeah, for yeah I say it really makes Peter out to be kind of, kind of a little villainous, a little, a little bit of a shit. And uh, I'm not comfortable with this, even for me. Yeah, well, uh, we really need to do is to stop this. So the, the ends justify the means. Okay. And <laughs> all right, <laughs> yes, old me. <laughs> da, 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 he's like mixing chemicals, and I imagine, I, I imagine it's a, a plucky little song. Bloom, 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 bloom. And he's like, you know, he's, you know, he's clicking on uh, like little stopwatches. There's lasers going. Yeah. There. Then there's a rat running through a maze. Yeah, just inserting pipettes of liquid into the rat. And then there's like, you know, then there's a, uh, he's a swarm of rats chasing him. And then that, you know, and then all, you know, the dead rats going into the incinerator, <laughs> the failed rats. I imagine they're roasting on a spit. <laughs> and then at the end of the day. It, the rats don't do anything. Like the, the rat lady and the, or the rat king and the pigeon lady, they kind of yeah. team up and they bring plague upon plague to New York, and Spider-Man loses. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, New York, you know, New York or Manhattan has to be walled off, like in Return to New York. I met. <laughs> that's perfect. I was gonna say they drop a dome on him, like in The Simpsons, <laughs> but that's funny too, and. uh and in the middle of this, like, imagine the rats and the pigeons, like, swarm on Harry, or I'm sorry, Marv, yeah. who's sticky and can't get rid of him. He screams like he does in, uh, Home Alone 2 when the birds are circling him. Oh, Marv is... Marv becomes the Rat King by accident, because <laughs> they stick to him. <laughs> okay, like, that'll work. Like, like, uh, you know, they're in the middle of, you know, they're just about to call quits, uh... Uh, on making the Rat King because the, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's at the end of the day, a stupid idea. And, and then Marv, <laughs> you know, Marv, uh, kind of finds it like, I found you. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know how to do him. Uh, his yeah, voice. That's fine. But, uh, he breaks in and I found you now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and that spooks the rats and they all jump to bite him. And, uh, the chemicals yeah, work yeah, for they, him. They, they stick to him and like, you know, Norman Osborn's like, all right, let's see what we can do with this. <laughs> I imagine he he has like a locomotive power where he can actually go faster than trains because of the rats. <laughs> just. I, I imagine there's a lot of times where where Mar Marvel just lay down and have the rats carry him. <laughs> just lazy. Yeah. I imagine like uh, see, I imagine a little bit different. The rats swarm on him and. It's the the skeleton with the with the goatee. <laughs> That's it. That or he's like the Sandman with rats. Ooh, like he's like he just, just he can make himself a giant uh, rat. Like uh, he's almost being. He's almost like liquid rat. Yeah, he he's a T one thousand made of rats. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and, and that's how New York falls by the, this, not by King Kong, not by uh. Not by a shitty CGI Godzilla. Yeah, uh, just by rats. Actually, it, now now we think about it, uh, I would actually really like to see the fight between this liquid rat king and Pigeon Lady, because now that we mentioned that it's a liquid rat kind yeah. of thing, that, you know, he can form a wall of rats and, like, you know, uh, uh, you know everything. Yeah. Like, now I think 
there would be an even match between him and the pigeon lady. Because you know, even you know, even though uh, you know, Liquid Ratman is he's pretty big. Like there is a like a, a Liquid Ratman the size of a building is a lot of mass. Yeah, like he and you know. And so, like, you know, it's a definitely an even match. It's almost like, again, it's almost like a Freddy versus Jason thing. Yeah. Where it's like, these are two almost forces of elemental nature fighting each other. And, and, a, and a rat is, like, even if she does the same thing, which she can't because yeah. she's not sticky. Uh, like, uh, yeah, even if she does the same thing, a rat is much more massive than a bird. Yeah, that's true. So, uh... See... She, he's got the power of mass on his side. Yeah. She's got the power of flight. Like, yeah, he's more massive, but she's more dexterous. Yes, and it would actually be a really even match. And it would smell awful. Oh yeah, it would like, be the smelliest fight uh, since uh, King Kong versus Fartzilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like after that, New York would not be worth saving. I'm gonna say like. Before these guys even finished their fight, uh, that's when Powers Booth from the Avengers is like, "All right, we're nuking the city." Yeah. <laughs> and Tony Stark doesn't try to stop. No, it he, this time. he like he doesn't. Th he take he, the nuke through the portal. No, he's actually steering it <laughs> right, towards. Yeah, all right, it's uh, there we go. That should center it really good now. Yeah, I think we got it. So, uh, the Block Island sound. Uh, like unless uh. Uh, unless you're prepared to make fun of the movie and really tear it apart like we did, uh, it's not really worth your time. It's kind of generic and didn't really, didn't really capture any imagination. Yeah, it was, uh, it was basically like Britain said, Oh, what if we fish for humans, aliens fish for humans, and they never got past that one yeah. basic idea. It'd be like saying, what if people wore shoes on their feet? on their hands, and then they made a whole movie about that. So, anyway, not very good. I wouldn't recommend it. Alright. Uh, that's it for us. Take it easy now. A uh, toodaloo. I don't want a little soap, please.